Hey everyone, it's Leanne Wolke, and tonight I want to talk to you about the power of love and making decisions that are unthinkable. A few months after my husband and I got married, we decided to start a family, and we were so excited. Shortly after the new year, we found out that I was pregnant. We were elated, and a few days later, we went out to celebrate our anniversary, and I recall sitting at a table right by the window and watching as the lights danced on the water outside. We went home and things were great. I went to my doctor appointment and everything was checking out just on, on right on schedule. Um, we did some prenatal testing as, as most women do and things looked fine. Now on Easter of that particular year, I was in New Jersey working and my husband had a bachelor party out in Vegas with one of his college friends. So I did what we would call a weekend layover. I would combine two trips into one and then the company I worked for allowed us to spend half of the savings on our weekend. So I thought, hey, I'll go over to the Shivananda Yoga Ashram in the Bahamas on Paradise Island and just hang out for the weekend and, and enjoy my time. So I went over there and at that time I was about... 20 weeks pregnant. And, you know, I was, I was showing enough, um, to look like I had just gained a little weight, but not huge, but I was thrilled. And I loved the feeling of feeling my baby move. I had a lot of morning sickness and wasn't feeling fantastic, not bad, but I definitely had something going on. Now, I had just had some testing done before I left, and I had called for my results, and they said, oh, they're not back quite yet. We'll get back to you after the weekend. Something in that conversation left me unsettled, and I had an appointment scheduled to go back into my doctor's office when I got back from New Jersey. So on that Thursday, I went in and sat down with the doctor. And what the doctor told me changed my world forever. The doctor said, the results have come back. And it looks as if you've got something called, or your baby has something called trisomy 18. A high possibility. And I said, well, what, is, what does that mean? And they said, it's Edward syndrome. And it is incompatible with life. My mind went numb, and I felt my entire world come crushing down on me in that moment. I asked him, how did we make sure, and he explained that we could do an ultrasound, and then we would do an amniocentesis to get the genetic makeup and to make sure that that's what it was. And I asked, okay, well, then what? And what he told me is that most people would then choose to terminate the pregnancy, they would have an abortion. My head was swirling. I couldn't believe the words I was hearing. And my husband was with me. And then John and I went home and cried. We sat on the couch and just cried for the entire weekend. We began to make the calls to our families and tell them what was going on and began to plan. We decided that the baby needed to have a name right away. And it wasn't the name that we had chosen initially or one of the final contenders. Initially, we had thought he would be named 
or the baby, if it was a boy, would be named something like Brayden or something kind of California-esque, but different enough. The doctor called a couple days later and, and confirmed that we were having a son and that, in fact, the genetic makeup was positive for trisomy 18 or Edwards syndrome. I, being the researcher, began to look for anything I could find online, and that just made our situation appear worse. There were cases of severe um, of severe effects. Most children with Edwards syndrome don't make it to one year of life. Those that do have um, impaired mental capacity, impaired physical capacity, and pretty much all of them pass by about the age of four, maybe. Many never leave the hospital. They're on ventilators um, and a variety of other supportive care. Now, I am one that's optimistic and I, I... wanted to believe that things could be okay. I wanted to believe that there was a resilience in me that could handle whatever situation we were dealt. So we met with the doctor again the following week and began to discuss different things. And by this time, of course, I had found the Trisomy 18 Support Organization, which was a fantastic group of moms who so willingly shared the information that was sparse on the internet. They shared firsthand accounts, pictures of their children, and stories of meeting their children as they were born, some alive, some passed in the process. Any way you diced it, it was bleak. So John and I went back and we met with the doctor, and he, of course, suggested we meet with the geneticist, Dr. Clark, and we met with Dr. Clark And he again confirmed most people in this situation choose to terminate the pregnancy. That to me wasn't a possibility because I had felt my sweet boy move so many times that life inside of me was so real. And so we made a decision. We would name our child Joseph, Joseph Ryan, and that we would wait it out, that we would give him whatever chance he needed. And if we were blessed enough to meet him alive, that would be beyond our wildest dreams. And if it was not to be, then we would accept that with loving hearts. But to decide to terminate the pregnancy early, to me, meant I would just not have to deal with the eventual pain, but the pain would still be the same. Just because I had ended the pregnancy early wouldn't mean that it was going to be as gut-wrenching and painful as it was. So we waited. I began to look and research and see if things made a difference. We went and had 3D ultrasounds so that I could see the face of my sweet boy. And I could see him sucking the side of his hand. And I could see his face. He had my husband's nose and the sweetest features I had ever seen. We talked with our doctor and explained our desire to meet our son, hopefully alive. And 
he tried to rationalize and reason with us and explain. And I said, listen, I understand. I understand the anticipated outcome. I'm not a um, highly conservative, religious, uh, far right. I understand what the outcome is, but terminating this pregnancy is not going to make the pain I'm going to feel eventually any less. So I'm going to keep him with me as long as I can. So he sent us home and we discussed the situation further. Several more months went by and we began to just hope that we would see him alive, that we would get to see his face and hold him in our arms. There was one day I recall we'd just done another 3D ultrasound and I wasn't feeling as much movement. Now, I had rented a Doppler so that I could hear his heartbeat anytime I wanted to. So if I began to panic or not feel him, I could either test with the Doppler to see his heart rate and see that it was okay, or I could eat a handful of jelly beans and the sugar rush would then get him to move and I could feel that he was okay. But I promised him that I would hold him as long as I could. Now, unfortunately, it was not as long as I would have liked. We went in for my 32-week appointment and my doctor confirmed the unthinkable. He knew we wanted to meet our son alive. And he said, if you want to see your son alive, you need to be induced now. You actually need to have a C-section now. And you need to understand that if you have the C-section, you could hemorrhage. You could die. You would have to have any other birth by C-section and then more complications. I said, I understood. And I said, how long will he have? And he said, minutes, maybe hours. Again, the unthinkable. So I took a deep breath and I said, we'll wait. Because I thought that as his mother, to rip him out of my body so that I could see him alive, was inhumane and selfish. And I knew as a mother, there would be many selfless things asked of me. And so if I could keep my sweet baby safe and in the only environment he ever knew, well, I decided that would be a good way to go. Surrounded and loved and in peace. The next day I checked and his heart rate was gone. And so I called my doctor and I explained what had happened. And then I went into the hospital to deliver my stillborn son. Now, for most people, that might sound like a horrible thing, but it was so joyful. I got to see my baby and I could see he had a head of dark hair just like my husband's. I could see his tiny fingers and his toes 
I could see he had my husband's side of the family nose. And I got to hold him. And in those moments, I mapped out his body on my hand, on my arm, so I would know his measurements. So although I could not hold him physically every day, I would never forget. And that pain wasn't easy and it didn't go away. But I know that we made the decisions that were right for us. Now, I want to share this because I think a lot of times people think like, we'll just clean it up, we'll make life easy. And in a situation like this, there is no easy choice. Because the people that choose to terminate feel that they're doing it out of love and they still have the pain. Except then, everyone thinks because they've terminated, it should be easier and it's not. So I hope that you never have to be in this position. But if you come across someone who does, do not judge. Whatever decision they choose, because any situation is heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, and painful. All right. Bye for now.